Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 24th of November. Yesterday there was a coordinated release of oil from several countries' strategic petroleum reserves. The price of oil rose in response. So, what is going on? The release is, of course, a largely political affair. People notice the price of oil and it affects, if not their economic behaviour, their political sentiment. The overwhelming majority of the population do not care at all that the price of used cars is going up because they don't want to buy a used car. Or if they do, they can probably delay the purchase until the price comes down again. But the price of oil is something that people notice when filling up the family fleet of sports utility vehicles in the States or just when walking past a petrol station in a Scottish village. The higher price doesn't do a great deal of damage to consumers' spending power overall, even in the states where consumption is higher and oil taxes are lower. But it does matter politically. The US release was the largest ever, but that's still a small amount compared to levels of oil demand. Oil prices rose because the fear of the markets is that OPEC will respond to this by cutting production. And of course, OPEC could theoretically cut production longer than other countries can release their reserves. The best way to view all of this is politically. It's a political signal to OPEC of the displeasure of the US and other oil consumers at the high price of oil. OPEC will be meeting at the start of next month. The United States does give some key data today. This is not the revised third quarter GDP data. These numbers will be revised again and again, and today's number is almost certainly wrong. However, we'll also get October personal consumer expenditure and the personal consumer expenditure deflator data, along with personal income numbers. The income data is more than just the income of workers, but it's still worth a glance as it's not expected to show dramatically rising wage pressures. The consumption data matters because most of the unusual economic activity this year, from growth to inflation, is due to an extraordinary level of consumer spending. And within that extraordinary level of spending, a structural shift in favour of spending on goods rather than spending on services. How the level and the pattern of spending shifts in the coming months is of critical importance. Demand for goods, specifically demand for durable goods, is still significantly above its trend, but it's been slowing steadily for several months now. As this demand slows, it is reducing pricing power for goods. That reduced pricing power trend is established, but it's not firmly established. And while the headline numbers are not necessarily going to show a great deal of this today, the detail will help economists to confirm the transitory nature of inflation, or alternatively, it will raise risks that inflation lasts longer. The Financial Times is reporting that China is blocking access to data showing the location of ships around its ports. This is a reminder that for all the benefits of big data analysis, it is still something that is subject to political interference. It's a problem because the quality of traditional data like GDP or sentiment surveys has been declining for years. No sensible person fills in a survey form these days, and so much traditional data is survey-based. Alternative data always needs to be considered within the constraints that apply to that data's collection, but this sort of change is somewhat frustrating. 
Over time, reduced access to shipping data will make it harder to monitor global trade trends and also to monitor the structural trend of trade localization. Localization of production and digitization replacing mercantile trade will matter a lot to the analysis of China's economy, as well as others, over time. And there are now fewer resources to monitor this. The Turkish lira fell sharply yesterday as investors compare the unconventional policies of the central bank in Turkey with those of other central banks around the world. The verdict of investors appears to favour convention at the moment. Markets are likely to conclude that this currency move will increase domestic inflation pressures. While pricing-to-market strategies can limit the pass-through of foreign exchange moves to domestic inflation, those strategies tend to apply to larger economies than that of Turkey, and they do not normally apply to currency moves on this scale. All of that increases the risk that import prices will fully reflect the fall in the lira's value. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.